This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Dan Wanshura. Coming up later on the show, millions of people cross the Straits of Mackinac each year, but it's also a highway for raptors, or birds of prey, that migrate over the Straits each spring. They get um, funneled up to the Straits. There's really nowhere else from the cross, so they have to cross this way. So you can get like thousands of birds in a day. Plus, after beating his own addiction, one man trains others to respond to drug overdoses. Only through, you know, not judging somebody and, you know, stigmatizing them can you get to the point where you can offer them some help. But first, maybe you've already heard them. The spring peepers are out again. Take a listen. The tiny frogs actually freeze over the winter, but they're still alive. When warmer weather comes, the peepers thaw out and begin their chorus. Ann Morrison-Perry has lived in Traverse City for over 30 years. She says her spring officially starts when she hears the spring peepers around her home. I mean, the calendar I know is like the, the 21st or whatever date that is, but when the peepers start their chorus, it's truly arrived. Throughout the past week, we've asked you, what are your signs of spring? And you told us. Jed Jaworski lives in Frankfurt. He says around this time of year, he sees more families out on the harbor near Betsy Lake. Jed says spring brings the community together. The uh, camaraderie returns. People share picnics and show uh, the work they're doing on one another's boats and share their dreams of sailing the far-off lands. Mary Reed from Traverse City says growing up, the Easter Bunny brought her a kite as a gift every year. And flying it is a spring pastime she continues today. So I will be down at the open space with my kite uh, uh, this Sunday or shortly thereafter. Others, like Jake Appold in Traverse City, take solace in the simple pleasures from warmer weather. What makes me feel like spring is I'm driving with the windows open in my car. Thank you. If you want to share a story, you can always reach us by calling our listener comment line at 231-276-4444. The Straits of Mackinac are known for clear blue waters, strong currents, and a five-mile-long suspension bridge. They are also one of the busiest migration spots for raptors in the United States. IPR's Kay LaFond went to the Straits. She has the story. Raptors are a group of birds that include hawks, eagles, and owls. Like many other birds, they have to migrate north and south with the seasons to find food and nesting locations. But they are not fans of large bodies of water. They don't want to fly over water they can't see the other side of. That's Richard Kaus. He's the executive director of the Mackinac Straits Raptor Watch, which counts the birds as they fly over. They're not like gulls, or they're not, they land in the water, they're not going to make it out. So, yeah, they try to find the path of least resistance. If you're a raptor that needs to cross the Great Lakes, the Straits of Mackinac are that path. Mackinac City is like a raptor migration funnel. The Raptor Watch was formed in 2014 by a group of bird lovers who knew the Straits weren't getting the same scientific attention as other migration corridors in the U.S. And last year, the Straits of Mackinac broke a world record. 5,360 red-tailed hawks flew over on a single day during spring migration. Kaus says the Mackinac Straits Raptor Watch made that record possible. Birds have always been flying over, but because we were fine, they were finally able to um, raise some grant money to actually hire somebody to be out there every day counting hawks, we, uh, 
there was somebody there to witness it. The official raptor counting site is behind Mackinac City Public Schools, right near some softball fields, and the public is invited to come observe. Serious raptor-watching enthusiasts come from around the country, people like Russ Edmonds from Hartford City, Indiana. Uh, a red-tailed hawk just went by back there. He's over, over the uh, telephone pole there. Hey, Kevin, there's two behind you. Kevin George leans out of his car door, binoculars in hand, partially protected from the bitterly cold winds. He records the two hawks on his data tablet. George is the official counter hired by the Mackinac Straits Raptor Watch. He's been a full-time raptor counter all over the country for 39 years. So this is a seriously awesome migration corridor. He says the Straits are one of the best hawk watching spots because there are so many. And it isn't just hawks. This is like one of the premium places in the United States to see golden eagles. You can see up to like 300 in their um, adult golden eagles coming through a lot of years. George says it's been kind of a slow day, but he rattles off his count. Um, we had uh, 12 turkey vultures so far, uh, one sharp shin, two red shoulders, um, eight red tails, and 50 sandhill cranes, and one American kestrel. Rich Kaus, remember, he's the head of the raptor watch, says even though the straits are the best spot to cross, it's still challenging for the birds. So, so you, you'll, you'll be watching, and you'll see some of them actually turn around. Like, they, they, they get up the car, it's like, I'm going to do this, and then like, oh, wait a second, I'm not going to do this today. I'll, I'll try again. They'll rest and try again tomorrow. For Points North, I'm Kay LaFond. This is Points North. I'm Dan Wanshura. Naloxone is a chemical compound that can stop an opioid overdose. And for a long time, it was only used by first responders and law enforcement. But as overdoses increase nationwide, advocates are trying to get it in the hands of as many people as possible. IPR's Max Johnston was at a community training event recently. When someone overdoses, responding quickly could be the difference between life and death. That's why 10 to 12 people are packed into a small room at the Traverse Area District Library. They're here to learn how to use naloxone, sometimes called Narcan. During an overdose, naloxone keeps oxygen going to the victim's brain and flushes out opioids from their system. But we are going to do some practicing with some expired naloxone, drying it up so that um, if you're in the situation where someone's overdosed, it's not your first time doing it because that can be hectic. That's Peter Edgley with Harm Reduction Michigan, a nonprofit addiction services agency. Peter has a history with naloxone. I was a, a user for about five years. I um, have been revived with naloxone over 20 times and I brought back about 20 people. So I know a thing or two about how it works. He hands out overdose rescue kits. Each kit has three syringes, a few small bottles of naloxone, and instructions on how to use it. Peter helps a newcomer draw the drug into a syringe. Oh my God, I have no idea how to open this thing. Okay. Well, you, draw, you would draw what's in one of the jars. Peter pops the safety top off of a naloxone bottle and sticks a syringe through a small opening in the cap. You can turn the vials upside down and draw that way. That way you're not trying to figure out the trajectory of how to get the needle <laughs> to the bottom of the jar. Then, Peter says, make sure the person is on their side and inject the naloxone into a large muscle. He recommends the thigh. That won't hurt as much as the bicep. 
After that, administer CPR and be ready with more naloxone. There's three doses per kit, and Peter says you may need all of them. He says the first time he used it was when his roommate had just overdosed. The rescue kit said give one dose every two to three minutes. So that's what I did. And uh, he started breathing again, and uh, I was terrified through the whole experience. Peter started attending naloxone training shortly after that. He says it helped him kick his addiction. I found that helping other people was really helpful for me. You can find more information about naloxone and training events at harmreductionmi.org. For Points North, I'm Max Johnston. And that's the show this week. Tune in to Points North Fridays here on Interlochen Public Radio. You can also listen at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, we hope you'll give us a rating and maybe even write a review. That'll help more people find the show. I'm Dan Wanshura. Thanks for listening. <laughs>